1: Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll.
3: And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to
1: Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition.
3: This podcast is a safe podcast. Woman, for people who don't know anything about movies, <laughs> today we're watching Tootsie. Don't you find being a woman in the 80s complicated?
4: Extremely.
3: <laughs> Number 69 on the yeah. AFI list. Nice. Yeah. Warning there will be spoilers about this binary mm. old film. <laughs> yeah yes yes uh content warning we during the historical context will be talking about sexual assault and harassment
1: there's some of that in the movie as well also transphobic comments Mm -hmm. first of all we're (laughs) we're recording remotely if anything sounds different happy holidays we are home for the holidays Mm -hmm. well liana did you know anything about Tootsie. You seem to have a strong reaction whenever it comes up,
3: so I feel I like you do. knew some things. I had, I had a strong opinion without knowing very much. Okay. But, Sienna, here is my prediction of what I thought Tootsie would be. Hi, Sienna. It's Liana. Hi. I'm about to watch Tootsie. Uh, <laughs> the only things I know about this movie are that it does some, as Richard Aiawati would say, wonderfully sensitive material on gender, <laughs> and the ghost from the BBC show Ghosts, who quotes it or thinks that somebody's referencing it a lot is the worst ghost. <laughs> the 80s one? <laughs> yeah. Of the bunch. I predict this movie is gonna make me say, oh no. <laughs> a lot. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: Gosh, can't can't ask you about any of that until phone notes. <laughs> I would, or until when we talk about it. Okay, let's do my uh, prediction all right. of, of Tootsie. Tootsie! Hi, Liana. It's Sienna. I'm about to watch the movie Tootsie for the very first time in my whole dang life. Whole dang Gosh. Life. Uh, is it Dustin Hoffman? Yes. I'm totally blinking now. Uh, I think it's Dustin Hoffman <laughs> it is, is going to dress up as a woman to get more roles as an actress Whoa. or something like that, as an actor. Yeah, um, for some reason, the- for his career, he wants to dress up like a woman. And I predict that there will be some uncomfortable moments where mm. somebody... Treats him in a way he's never been treated before, Mm. and he learns how it's hard to be a lady out here. Mm. I predict someone falls in love with him and Mm. that a lot of people say offensive things to him.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I predict he falls in love with somebody and she trusts him because she's a a woman because he thinks that he's a safe person, but later finds out he's a man and maybe she'll actually fall in love with him in the end. (gasps) All right, I love you. Goodbye. Wish us luck.
3: That was spooky.
1: I think I predicted the entire movie accurately.
3: You you just gave a synopsis of the film Tootsie. (laughs) Yeah, that was actually genuinely better than the one that I wrote.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's dive right into that, please. Okay. All right. A synopsis of Tootsie. Tootsie. 1982.
3: What 1982. (laughs) 1982. (laughs) 1982. Number 69! 69 69! <laughs> 69. Yeah. Tootsie.
1: <laughs> okay. Michael Dorsey is an angry actor who everybody hates to work with. <laughs> to earn money for a play he's working on and to prove his agent that he is employable, Michael poses as a made up actress named Dorothy Michaels to audition for a soap opera role meant for a woman. He then, of course, falls in love with his female co-star. He gets caught up in a series of lies in both comedic and dramatic ways. And he learns a lesson or two about sexism along the way. In the end, he gets the girl. Uh Kind of. Yes, he does. (laughs) Uh, Another way of saying this would be, Dustin Hoffman pretends to be a woman for a job and learns how hard it is to be a working white woman in the 1980s.
3: (laughs) On a successful, high-paying soap opera job. Ooh, the struggle. The end. (laughs) So brave. So brave. So brave. So brave so oh
1: 80s. This movie was, was so 80s. 80s. That's what you're going to have to remember through the whole thing. Speaking of the 1980s, a part of history
3: Ooh. that cannot be denied. That's true. Liana. Although you wouldn't know it from my notes. <laughs> I'm an 80s denier. Sorry. I do not acknowledge that decade. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't think nope. it happened. Proof? It was Show me not proof. Real.
1: <laughs> Liana, do you have historical context for the movie Tootsie?
3: Please. I sure, I do. I do. I do. Okay. Um, hey, Toots, and welcome to the (laughs) historical context segment for Tootsie, the 1982 film based on the play Would I Lie to You by Don McGuire. Tootsie was developed, written, produced, directed entirely by men. (laughs) So brave. (laughs) So obvious. They are so brave. Although... Per the Criterion Collection, one of the creators, Pollock, the director, actually, Sidney Pollock, later said that Elaine May, who never takes credit for script doctoring, created the part of Jeff, filled out the female characters and the soap opera behind the scenes at the soap opera, including Van Horn's riotous shenanigans, and built up that key night where Dustin Hoffman goes to talk to his agent at like 2 in the morning to be like, get me out of this, so that yeah. its mounting misunderstanding would unfold as deliriously and emotionally as Shakespearean comedy. <gasps> Elaine! So, uh, Elaine! Oh my god. <laughs> Elaine! Wow. Okay, that's amazing. In Sienna early on. An early <laughs> slave slave Elaine. Oh my god, Aslane. <laughs> she never takes credit for script editing. But she we do call her a slain. That's all you need to know. The set was famously fraught, the set of this production. Director Sidney Pollock played the agent in the film, and allegedly the tension oh. between the agent and Michael echoed very much the real-life tension between Sidney Pollock and Dustin Hoffman because the two shared oh. creative control on the movie. And also, creative differences. (laughs) They literally, like, they would get into, like, I don't know about shouting matches, but they argued constantly on set. And it got to the point that the director and the writer waited until Hoffman was in character as Dorothy to bring up suggested changes to the script because they knew he would be more polite. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He's such an actor. Uh Uh-huh. Here is a quote from Dustin Hoffman in an interview with the AFI a couple decades after Tootsie came out. Hoffman had done a couple of makeup tests before filming had started to Mm -hmm. see if it was even possible (laughs) to transform him into a woman. And Uh when he got home, he said to his wife, I have to make this picture because I think I'm an interesting woman. And I know that if I met myself at a party, I would never talk to that character because she doesn't fulfill physically the demands that we're brought up to think women have to have in order for us to ask them out. There's too many interesting women. I have not had the experience to know in this life because I have been brainwashed. And then he gets very emotional. That was never a comedy for me. <laughs> Wait, what? So what he's saying is because um, he didn't want to bang a lot of women. He didn't talk to a lot of women. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause they weren't hot enough for him. And to now he's to. like,
1: it's happening to me.
3: I am not hot enough for me. And it hurts. (laughs) But he's also like, I'm fascinating. So I guess other women who are ugly could be fascinating. Such a perfect encapsulation
1: of this movie, which Mm. is like, yes, let's think about sexism (laughs) (laughs) as men. (laughs) And we've thought enough let's move on
3: there's a lot of removing themselves from it too they're like oh oh because of the system i never would talk to this woman
1: i was brainwashed
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i hope Mm -hmm. i never
1: do it again i hope i'm never mean to a woman again
3: Mm. all you can do is alas alas was not the case um big content warning for this section that we will be discussing sexual assault sexual harassment sexual misconduct There are multiple allegations against Dustin Hoffman, ranging from sexual misconduct to sexual assault. Um, Somebody came forward in 2017, and then several other people did as well, but the allegations date back decades. The first person who came forward published in The Hollywood Reporter, and then Hoffman released like a statement back to the Hollywood reporter when asked for comment saying, quote, I have the utmost respect for women and feel terrible that anything I might have done could have put her in an uncomfortable situation. I am sorry. It is not reflective of who I am. And then later in, I think maybe October or later in 2017, John Oliver confronted Dustin Hoffman about this situation because John Oliver was hosting a Q&A before a 20th anniversary screening of a movie called Wag the Dog, which I guess Hoffman was in, uh-huh. and is a film about, ironically, covering up a sex scandal. And the following is an excerpt from the Deadline article about this interaction between the two of them during this Q&A. Okay. Warning it was, quote, likely to be the tensest part of the evening, end quote, Oliver started in with Hoffman. The tension would linger for 30 agonizing minutes as the two engaged in an anguished back and forth, centering on the actor's deeds and the response to his response to the allegations. Quote, you've made one statement in print, Oliver said. Does that feel like enough to you? Hoffman replied, first of all, it didn't happen the way she reported. He said his apology over the incident offered, he said, at the insistence of his reps, was widely misconstrued, quote, at the click of a button. But the last week tonight host seized on the portion of the actor's public apology in which Hoffman said the events that happened on set didn't reflect who he is as a person quote. Hmm. It's that part of the response to this stuff that pisses me off. Oliver said (sighs) it is reflective of who you were. You've given no evidence to show that it didn't happen. There was a period of time when you were a creeper around women. It feels like a cop out to say, well, this isn't me. Do you understand how that feels like a dismissal? Hoffman shot back. You weren't there. Oliver responded, I'm glad, drawing gasps from the well-heeled audience, many of whom had paid hefty ticket prices. Hoffman tried to put it in historical context, saying sometimes the atmosphere on set decades ago involved sexually charged banter, which he said was not meant in an offensive way. I don't love that answer either, Oliver said, (laughs) cringing. What response do you want, Hoffman demanded. It doesn't feel self-reflective in the way it seems the incident demands, Oliver explained, adding, I get no pleasure from this conversation, but you and I are not the victims here. Oliver continued, we're about to watch a movie where where sexual harassment is an underplot, and there's an elephant in the room because this conversation is not being had, he said, explaining the interest in pursuing the topic. The so-called alleged comments that are made Our truth now, Hoffman fumed, and if you try to defend it, you're guilty. Oliver granted, I see where you're coming from, but insisted, it's a little more complicated than that. Hoffman then offered examples of the empathy he had always tried to show for characters and colleagues during his 50-year career. Have you seen Tootsie? He asked Oliver at one point. I was waiting for that. When Oliver insisted that he had and that he enjoyed Hoffman's performance in it, Hoffman told a detailed story about staying in makeup and costume as Dorothy, the film's title character, after shooting had ended one night and experiencing misogyny firsthand. How could I have made that movie if I didn't have incredible respect for women, he asked. (laughs) It's shocking to me that you don't see me more clearly. (laughs) The full exchange, I can't watch it But it's available, there is video of it If you, if you care to uh, Indulge <laughs> And that is the end of the historical Context for Tootsie yes! The 1982 uh, <laughs> Complicated, complicated. <laughs> Peace Peace A very complicated piece <laughs> Unfortunately, this is not
4: bullshit, because we do have to take an ad break. We'll be right back. I'm Katja Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico now i'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it join me monday to friday to find out what's happening why and what it all means follow the global story from the bbc wherever you listen to podcasts
2: snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard right snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly so visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert snagajob.com where america
0: goes to hire this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global
1: Liana, thank you for that juicy, juicy historical context. That was thank incredible. You. That was and great thanks journalism. To John Oliver.
3: It Honestly, was great journalism. John,
1: gosh. Yeah. Great work. Very yeah. smart. Very smart man. Thank you for being an ally. <laughs> Slay John Oliver. Slay. Well, Liana, Woo! we have both watched Tootsie. Shall tootsie! we get into our phone notes? Tootsie!
3: tootsie. Tootsie. It's Tootsie. Stop saying Tootsie. That's the exchange from ghosts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome, everybody, to our phone notes. This is, of course, where we talk about the notes that we took on our phones while watching the film. Tootsie. Tootsie. I can't stop saying it. Liana,
3: what was your general experience? My general experience, I feel like we should add this as a segment up top. General vibe, overall vibe. My general overall vibe was... I liked it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think I was going to but there were a lot of parts to it that I was like I am enjoying this very much. Now that being said, my rating at the end is going to really be very very qualified. Right. But it was a lot of it was really sweet. And a lot <laughs> of it like Whoa! has kind of aged okay. Not all of it. What did you think? I I feel
1: similarly about how a lot of it has aged. Yeah. And I I think um I think it was very pro feminism. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was quite feminist. <laughs> because of where we were at in the culture. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah, that
3: seems like impossible to have been. Right? Um, given I'm like, who was creating you, just, it.
1: <laughs> you just couldn't. It's not possible. But very pro feminism. It was like, you go, feminism. You go,
3: girl. That was the vibe. <laughs> the vibe was, you know what? Things are lot rough of, out like, here. 80s white guys being like slay (laughs) which
1: we don't see that all the time and that is fun um I also think it was genuinely quite funny
3: yes like the
1: comedy was funny and the comedy wasn't so cringy um no I think a lot of the comedy
3: the comedy really holds up because a lot of it is just like dialogue banter comedy rather than being like Oh my gosh, we put a man in a dress? Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, that's not yeah. the punchline of the movie.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Liana's <laughs> got notes right off the bat. First thing dark blood paste? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Then teeth? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Then Dustin Hoffman? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh no.
3: Oh no. <laughs> Oh no. All things you do not like. Mm hmm. What's dark blood paste? I assume it's some sort of makeup for theater blood injuries.
1: Oh. It wasn't just like beard stuff he was putting on? Whatever. Could dom. have been.
3: I don't know why it would have been called dark blood paste. Was it called that? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, I thought you you think just... I was just
3: using the words dark blood paste? <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked like That's dark blood That's not a thing. That's not something, that's not an object that we just know about. Also, I'm, oh, dark blood paste. That looks to me like paste. I'm so sorry. tone of dark blood.
1: Mm -mm. I do think that's possible. I'm also sorry for gaslighting you
3: in a way that just made you go, yeah, it could have been a mustache thing, but it was called dark blood paste. (laughs) And I'm sorry for being an idiot. And there we are. Good. We've all apologized. We're all good we've everybody's apologized now we can get the podcast underway
1: <laughs> okay wait you didn't highlight this but you wrote 404 no lips found <laughs> that is a hilarious
3: roast thank you <laughs> of Star Dustin real close up on those non-lips because yeah. he's gluing on a stupid yeah. little mustache and i was like i do not see not a lip in sight Sienna, you've written, it's so hard to be a short white man (laughs) Yeah, so the opening is a montage (laughs) Yeah Of Dustin Hoffman auditioning for roles and not getting them Because he wasn't the right fit for it Yeah Which, you know, I think as an actor They did a great job of communicating that thing Where it's like, oh, it's so out of your hands I enjoyed it I I also agree (laughs) It's just funny
1: And this was, you know, towards the beginning, not knowing what the whole thing's going to be like, but that is kind of how it starts off. And I, like I said in my prediction, I really thought it was going to be him like, I can't get any roles. I'm going to become a woman now. (laughs) Where it, he more became, he dressed up as a woman for a specific role he was trying to get, which does make it different as a plot than just like, women are getting all the roles. I'm going to switch over to
3: that one. I was in the same boat. I thought it was going to be more just like, well, it's so much easier to be a woman. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um... But anyway, as it
1: starts out, it is kind of like, oh, if you're not the right type of cis white guy, everything mm-hmm. is hard. Which Yeah. yeah. Um, I did enjoy the opening montage and everything, though. And uh, Dustin Hoffman is
3: he's good at acting. Yeah. This is the thing is people can be good at things and also monsters. It's yes. crazy. And they often are. So complicated. Sienna, you, we both have, have written a note about the the tunes in the film, you have referenced them as this dumb 80s hold music. You said, <laughs> man, your notes are amazing today. <laughs> you, you said
1: the soundtrack of a Joanne's fabric. Didn't you yes. just
3: feel like you were in the middle of a Joanne's fabric of it, a Monday night? It's after school and you have a project due that you totally. have to go to a Joanne's or a Michael's. And pick up supplies for. A very
1: calm synth, which Mm -hmm. is one thing, but Mm -hmm. it would be when he was like running across the street (laughs) frantically. It never fit the mood.
3: (laughs) Just picture you're in a Joanne's fabric and a woman in a long skirt with a floral (laughs) pattern on it and a vest yeah, is behind the fabric, like swatch cutting, like square in the middle of the store, helping you out. Mm -hmm. And you're about to pick up some sculpting clay
1: that's the 80s was so weird because it was (laughs) now it's time for our blanket statements (laughs) 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 let's who are we kidding that's the whole podcast you guys know it is (laughs) we admit that we weren't there we were not there um one thing that is always strange to me about the 80s is it's like so many harsh things happened and there's a real masculinity to the 80s because there was like this this turning point about like, oh, women are getting in the workplace and we want to mm-hmm. make sure that doesn't happen, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there was like this real, this real softness to the culture, to the style. Like it was very yeah. like soft pastel colored sweaters and yeah. the smoothest, the calmest Joanne's fabric. A hundred percent.
3: I think it was maybe like one year into his term, but this film was already screaming Reaganomics <laughs> from the jump. Like it was so many, a lot of white people yes. in very conservative clothing. Yeah. Kind of just like being Americans in, <laughs> a, in a family unit. The <laughs> softest, blondest so hair. So soft. The focus was so soft. The lighting was soft. It, it all feels like perfume to
1: uh-huh. me. Yeah. Perf- perfume. You needed perfume. Yeah. And so that, that's why the, the feminism it's, is a little bit like, now I understand how hard it is to wear perfume. Yeah. And you're like, that yeah, yeah, yeah. is part okay. of it. That is part of it. That We've is part of it. You've gotten an aspect of it, yes. Oh my gosh, this also stressed me out so much. When he's giving his acting speech to all the actors, and he goes, Ugh. there's no excuse for not working. And you've said, please leave me alone.
3: <laughs> In response to that quote. It's. It was such a stressful thing to hear. It's so stressful. Especially when a lot of the work that we do is not immediately compensated. It's not, like, billable yeah. hours. So even when you're doing work, it doesn't feel like you're doing American capitalist work, which totally. is the only work that we've been taught to value. Oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> searing critique. But yeah, that was very stressful. Although oh my gosh. I did have a sort of gorgeous moment of self-reflection oh, where I okay. felt at this point, if I had watched this movie, like... Two years ago, I think that phrase would have stressed me out a lot more, but now I often feel that I am actually doing work and contributing to something in some form and being productive in a way that I value. Very beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Whoa! I know, this movie was... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It made me incredibly gorgeous. Okay, wait. (laughs) This movie zapped you (laughs)
1: with, with a ray of Um, Slay. (laughs) It was so feminist. It made you feel strong and
3: proud. This movie empowered me. You were empowered by this movie. This movie empowered me, a white woman (laughs) working in entertainment. (laughs) I feel brave. Oh my gosh. Okay, what did we think of Sandy? I loved her
1: so much.
3: Sandy. I loved Sandy. She was. She was my hero. She, she was, was my the mother. Woman. She was my mother. She was my sister. She was my goddess. She was my my queen. She was my therapist. She's who I want to be. She's who I am going to be. She's who I am. She's who I was. I don't know a better person, as <laughs> Oprah would say.
1: This Sandy is his friend who gets really, who gets really screwed. Shafted.
3: Sorry for the language, but it's true. <laughs>
1: but well, um, she doesn't
3: really. Well, she sort of does. Mm.
1: She doesn't take it lying down well i'm so sorry
3: i'm so sorry that is a crass phrase if you think about it excuse us reagan would never (laughs) she uh you know by the end she
1: she calls out the guys and whatever and yes she's a mess but she takes care of herself she gets the
3: chocolates in the end she's perfect she uh she's like a neurotic she's his friend she's his friend slash he's also her coach so it's like a a weird status vibe he's her acting coach yeah But then they start sleeping together.
1: They start sleeping together because he is in the midst of his tootsie thing and he undresses and she comes out and she's like, what are you doing? And then he's like,
3: uh, uh." (laughs) (laughs) I I want you. (laughs) I want you. Which was funny. It's weird. A lot of these scenes did feel, I don't know. They just, they landed well. Sandy,
1: we loved her. And I think you said something about her here. Okay. You've said, I resonate with this crying woman. Is this her? Yeah. I resonate with this crying woman who's saying nothing's wrong very much. Oh my god! Oh, after the movie when
3: she's like, I'm, "My date left with someone else. Everything's oh, uh, okay." Yes, after his birthday party, she's like, "Great party. My date left with someone else. I'm fine. I love her. <laughs> nothing's wrong." <laughs> there are two other Sandy moments that I have to talk about. One is she she goes to a party and she puts a snack in her purse. She takes like a I little canape yeah. She puts it in her purse. She's like, it's she for says, my cat. "It's for my dog. Oh yeah, <laughs> for my cat." And then the last one is when she's just yelling at him. And she's like, I, I'm i a woman. I, I know. I've read the second sex. I am responsible for my own orgasms. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> I was like, yes! Yes! My favorite parts <sighs> were
1: when she finally calls him out. And she's like, excuse me. like I Just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. I can take it. I can take the truth. And then he's like, fine. I'm in love with someone else. And then she immediately, like... <laughs> Slaps her hands on her face and screams at the top of her lungs. Oh man! He's like, she's like, I can take it. Just tell me the truth. All right, I'm in love with another woman.
3: I loved it. It was so funny. I really love her. How did you feel about Dorothy? I liked Dorothy. I loved Dorothy. i yeah. loved dorothy <laughs> yeah i really dorothy loved was her was wonderful. A lot. i wished she was a woman and they could just be lesbians together i julie. know I'm like, that scene where they almost kissed i was like julie girl it's okay if you're a lesbian i know That's okay for a while i was like i mean is this how you're more comfortable
1: is mm. it michael that's fine! Yeah. That's
3: allowed now! <laughs> yeah, which was definitely not territory that they were at all ready to, like, dip Absolutely. into anywhere near, in terms That's... of actual, like, identity stuff. Liana, you said this line
1: and I'm hoping to grab this line for the beginning of this episode. Mm. Don't you find being a woman in the 80s complicated?
3: Oh, <laughs> uh... That one felt very much like, oh, okay, a man wrote this and created this and developed this. Because that's sort of the extent to which an actual woman like weighs in on what it's like to be a woman in the movie. And you're like, yeah, that's you're right. That's the weakest, like the wateriest take <laughs> you could have.
1: That's the only time a person who actually identifies as a
3: woman <laughs> yeah. was like... I this <laughs> here's my experience in stance <laughs> and it was her. mostly just Dustin being like to Bill Murray or to his mean agent who's also the director of the movie like it's hard to be a woman <laughs> and nobody and knows that know? more than I do
1: <sighs> do you know how often a day they try to honk your butt do you know how often he called me a boob <laughs> <laughs> he's,
3: he's kissing every woman every in the office <laughs> and they kissed me on the mouth To honk your butt and call you a boob. (laughs) That sounds like an old-timey expelling Well, honk my butt and call me a boob. I'll be damned. (laughs) I'll be tootsie. (laughs) Are you keeping
1: a huge secret from your co-workers and loved ones? Could be a good time to go tell them.
3: We'll be right back. Oh my god, imagine all the confessions we're going to be hearing about (laughs) the ripple effect of tossed popcorn.
0: At PurdueGlobal.edu.
1: What did you think of her? By the way, the Julie. Have any Julie? Takes?
3: Um, I thought Julie was very sweet. Uh, I thought she got overshadowed by the baby, and that was frustrating. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, you, I just saw this note of yours that says
1: <laughs> 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 that baby literally said. Goo
3: goo Gaga. <laughs> the, the baby, baby says goo-goo-ga-ga? that. The baby said "goo goo Gaga" at one point in the film, and I was like, "You shut up."
1: See, sometimes this movie had some very one-dimensional depictions of the characters.
3: <laughs> You're telling me that baby's Extremely just going to say "goo goo Gaga"? That's offensive. Come on.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, yes, uh, Liana, you have said Dorothy is a buxom Temperance woman. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, burn and slay. Yes. She All was intolerant. Absolutely, she would not. She would not put up with a man's bullshit. She wore mm-hmm. very
3: high necked. She was gals. very concerned about Julie's drinking. Yes. And Sienna, <laughs> you said, "Yeah, punching him was the right move." <laughs> I agreed. He gave this whole speech. He's
1: like, listen, I'm not Dorothy. Or the, on live know,
3: television. On live television, no less.
1: he gives a reason why, and it works as a soap opera. It does to be like mm-hmm. I was a man, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm my brother. I'm my brother, but um, then of course, because he has slept in the same bed as this woman, he it's, has taken mm-hmm. care of her child. He is
3: very violating.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> then Julie goes up and just socks him right in the right in the stomach, right in the tum. As is her right, so she has no idea who who this man is. She's like mm-hmm. Tootsie, is
3: that you? <laughs> Tootsie, where's she my Toots? She calls her Tootsie. Where's Toots? <laughs> where's that Toots? Where's that boob? Where's that sweet? Where's toots my favorite I knew? boob? I just want to see my favorite boob. <gasps> <laughs> I want to honk her butt, and oh, I miss my boob. I can never honk her butt again. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the ending is very, as you've written, Sienna, Dorothy's right here. I'm just like her, but with none of the warmth and a boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's me.
1: It's been me the whole time, except for that I'm the man version who really is kind of weird to women. <laughs> like, altogether weird to them. Yeah. 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 I really screwed over my good friend, who's a woman. Mm-hmm. I really touch women in a weird way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, But I'm trying, which is, Mm -hmm. like, I okay. Yeah. But, yeah, it makes sense. Also, she's, like, when she says, I miss Dorothy, we're all, like, yeah, we
3: all miss Dorothy. But then when he says, I miss her, too. Yeah. I don't know. It was just so sweet. And he really does tap into, like, a gentleness and a kindness at the end of the film. Particularly that line of, like, I miss Dorothy, too, or I miss her, too, whatever it is that he says. It was just, I don't, it was... Extremely sweet. I love that. I was very moved for whatever reason. Oh my gosh. No, it was great. And then the Joanne fabric music was playing. And I was like, oh, oh, I need to buy a scrapbook.
1: (laughs) I I really do enjoy his performances. I do. He he
3: is an actor. I do think he did a very good job, which is also what makes it kind of very heartbreaking that these allegations have come out because it's like... Society is presenting this man as, like, this is a guy who gets it. Like, he really, he's, like, even gone all this way as to, like, be, present as a woman in public spaces and, like, experience the world as a woman. And then for, like, all of this, it's just, like, Jesus Christ.
1: Well, Liana, shall we move on to our badges and trages? Yes, please. This is the part of the podcast where we give badges for... Dorothy's. For Dorothy's and trages. For Dustin Hoffman's. yeah, I have a badge for... I don't know who I'm talking about. I have a badge for their friendship. I think, first of all, it was him and Sandy that I first noted. Mm. And then a badge for the friendship between Dorothy and Julie.
3: Mm-hmm. Fun to watch. Yeah, Badge for how does one not be depressed? <laughs> I love that line. Oh my gosh. Very true, though. <laughs> Very real. Very real.
1: <laughs> badge for... These are things where it's like, I don't want to, I don't (laughs) want to reward something. I just don't want to reward something for doing like literally the bare minimum. But I did note that he averted his eyes when he first saw Gina Davis. Like, oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. The joke that they decided to make was him trying, it was him not looking, was him being like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I don't want to see this. Instead of the joke being him being like, wowie zowie, this is great. I get to see a bunch of boobies. Yes. And we did not see any full boob. So, mm-hmm. badge for that—that that being the take that they took.
3: Yeah, yeah. Badge for Bill Murray. Ah, oh, yes. Badge for Bill Murray. Yes. For me. Oh my God. A badge for this tomato argument. I love this him tomato. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So I also good. had a badge for that.
1: A tomato can't move. A tomato wouldn't sit. I should exactly. stand
3: <laughs> You're a tomato. I, I was oh, the best I tomato. I was the best tomato. I played on Dave salad.
1: To rave reviews! Badge for, I want to go to a party with a piano player. I want somebody playing piano in the background and it's nighttime and we're all in slightly fancy dress.
3: We need to have a salon, a soiree. We need to have a soiree. I would love a soiree. Mm. I have a badge for, you macho shithead. (laughs) Dorothy calls the director that, like, upon meeting him. I have a badge
1: for Sandy slash the Sandy screaming scene. Mm. Oh, I love that so much.
3: I have a badge for when Julie introduces herself, she says, hospital slut. And Dorothy says, oh, no. (laughs) Buck some temperance. I I have a badge for, I
1: enjoy all the actresses in this. I think they did a really good job of casting great actresses. Mm. Badge for bullshit, Ron. (laughs) Badge for the gorgeous lavender outfit that she wears for her her final hurrah. Mm-hmm. Badge for the soap opera's producer is a woman. Yes. Yeah. There were a lot of women around working at the, the station.
3: My final badge is for, quote, I don't like you, end quote, said to a baby. <laughs> when she's oh, yeah. babysitting, she just goes, I don't like you. You know I don't like you, don't you? Right? <laughs> Trages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a trage for, you got a terrific face. Are you an actress? <laughs> His was line, the, the party that he was yeah. at? Yeah, trage for the way he keeps touching women at this party. Mm-hmm. Trage for this thing where a man gets close to a woman because she thinks he's a woman and inherently feels safer. Don't like it. Yeah. It's it's like a trope. It's a thing. Yeah, it definitely happens a lot. Trage
1: for the tongue, LOL. The tongue? The tongue, that's what they called the oh, guy who kissed oh, them. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. A trage for... This soap opera casting where they were like, we couldn't find a woman who could do this role. <laughs> yeah. So thank God Dustin Hoffman dressed as a woman, nailed it. It was just like, really? There <laughs> you was... couldn't find a woman in New York who was right for this role until Dustin Hoffman showed up as a woman. There,
1: there was something very complicated about how they're like, they, they literally had a line critiquing like, oh, a woman power makes a woman masculine. You're saying that a woman has to be masculine to be powerful, but then, like, the only one who could play this role that is the most feminist role possible had Mm -hmm. to be played by a man, but it was also making a commentary about how, like, of course, this man, Dustin Hoffman, has not been socialized to have to, like, put up with this stuff that's done to them, so of course he's the only one who could do it, but it was just... (laughs) It was... I couldn't... I didn't know... I didn't know where to fall. It was complicated. I did not know where to fall. It is complicated being a woman in the 80s. Mm. Trage for... Men being awful, like patting her butt, stuff like that. Again, it was in there to show men being
3: awful, but it we hate to see it. Mm-hmm. We do hate to see it. Trash 4, I thought we were going to get a makeover montage. I thought we were going to get a Mrs. Doubtfire style makeover montage, trying on different wigs, finding the we right pair even, of glasses. We didn't
1: even get to see him come up with the idea of becoming... no
3: a lady which i thought that was I... a missed opportunity i love a montage i'm sorry i love it i love a montage so much give me more yeah Traged for unnecessary lingerie are you freaking kidding me you put gina davis in her film debut in completely her underwear which was unbelievably skimpy to boot bullshit this was her film debut yeah wow that's like every woman's film debut from <laughs> the dawn of time through like 2017 was in her underwear. Boob.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tradge for, I guess all women in the 80s wore their makeup to bed. Because <laughs> obviously Dustin Hoffman, he wears the makeup to bed when he, mm-hmm. when they're at the farm. But then Julie wakes up and turns to him and she's also wearing makeup. <laughs>
3: A trage, a blanket statement, trage for the 80s. Yep. <laughs> Tradge for the gender binary, very binary movie. A trage for, quote, you are the first woman character who hits her own person. End quote. Which is just more of that, like, no woman has done this until you've done this. Yeah. And it's like it's not even a woman who's doing it. All right. <laughs> and finally, a trage for this, you're not like other girls energy. <laughs> Where everybody who fell in love with Dorothy, everybody who looked up to Dorothy, they all were like, I've never met a woman like you. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't love We see love what this. you guys really want here. We see what you want. Because whenever you say like you're not like other girls, it means that you don't respect all other women. <laughs> right. That's what you're saying.
1: Or femininity or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Traj for the line, I've been an unemployed actor. I understand women. I know what it's like to sit by the phone waiting for a call. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Boo.
1: That is not understanding women. That's not quite it. That's, that's not. part of it. I understand women. I know what it's like to be waiting for a man.
3: And <laughs> that's all there is. Okay, listen, it kind of depends on who you're talking to, but <laughs> that, that can be considered relatable for some Sienna, shall we move along? Yes. Shall we make ourselves over into our next segment? How to pretend you've <sighs> seen this film. This is for you are on
1: set. Yeah, you're on set. You're filming a commercial. Right on the set. You got it. you made it. You, you booked, booked one. it. <laughs> Finally. And Ron, this one just feels so real. <laughs> Ron. <laughs> Ron is coming up to you. He's uh, oh, your co-star on set. He's also in the commercial. He um, he's coming up to you and he's like, "Hey, I just had some thoughts on uh, on how to deliver your lines better." But um, this whole experience, <laughs> I just wanted to say first, is reminding me of my favorite movie, um, mm-hmm. and that's because you're a woman, and I've never seen a woman so well portrayed as they all were, uh, <laughs> especially the one by Dustin Hoffman in the movie. Tootsie. Oh I love that movie. Oh, I love that movie so much. Taught me everything I know
3: about feminism in in the 2020s. <laughs> and in order to stop Ron from first wave feminisming you, <laughs> we're gonna give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the film. Tootsie! Look, Ron, I've I know I've said this to directors a lot. I can be different. What I'm wondering is, could you? <laughs> Yes, Ron, I have seen the film
1: Tootsie. One thing that can be said about that movie is that it is extremely 1980s.
3: Ron, it's getting too serious. I need you to reject my dad's marriage proposal. Please don't marry my dad. Don't marry my dad. Please. Before you marry my dad. Please. Ron, my dad's obsessed with you. It does happen. <laughs> I am begging you, do not marry my dad.
1: Yes, Ron, I have seen the film Tootsie. Uh, it is an interesting study on gender from a time when we did not truly discuss gender in a meaningful way <laughs> as a culture.
3: Oh, Ron, I'm so sorry. This is not actually Liana that you're talking to. I'm actually Liana's brother. <laughs> and, uh... She she's dead. <laughs> she asked me to take over for her in this role, in in the one way that would respect her the most by being a woman.
1: <laughs> Bye, Ron. Yes, Ron. I've seen the film Tootsie. The acting was good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and now that Ron has been recast <laughs> as as. A kind, buxom temperance woman, we are going to save you time with our segment, Should You Watch This Or?, where we're going to tell you if we think you should watch this movie, oh gosh, or if you should do something else with your time. Do you have anything? I, me personally, I would say no. I think there are works out there with much better, more modern, more inclusive takes on gender. If you want a work where they say Tootsie a lot, you should watch the BBC show Ghosts on HBO Max. It's very fun. There is a character from the 80s who's obsessed with Tootsie (laughs) during one episode, one game of charades. And it's hilarious. Great dialogue. Great banter. Very fun characters. A lot of character actors. Oh, yeah. Check out Ghosts. The BBC version. Sienna, what would you say?
1: I would say, no, you do not have to watch this film. Something that you could watch instead. I do not think this is in any way a replacement of this film. But if you were like, hey, am I, is this, is Tootsie drag? (laughs) The answer's no. (laughs) But if you were like, dang, I really wanted to watch some fun drag queens do fun stuff right now. Mm. (laughs) Then what you could watch is, um, of course, Trixie Mattel and Katya uh, their their YouTube channel is called People Write In. It's like, um, um. <laughs> <laughs> but they're extremely funny on TikTok. <laughs>
3: so good.
1: Every, makes me laugh out loud. This movie mm. at times made me laugh out loud, but in a, a more of an art form <laughs> type of way, a much clearer, mm. co- uh, you know, in a more, in a fun drag environment where you're not going, is this okay? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You, you'll go from, is this okay? To, this is slay. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, Liana, what would you rate the film Tootsie? A film you enjoyed more than you thought.
3: Uh, this is a tough one. Because the film was very enjoyable, and then all of the context surrounding it was not. So, I think I started at like a three, and then mm-hmm. I did the historical context research. And, oh, I just don't know. I think for now, I'm going to put it at a two two false eyelashes out of five. Uh, I think the performance is in it very good. A lot of the humor actually really does hold up surprisingly well. And there really is a sweetness to it that I, I was very surprised by. Sienna, what would you say?
1: That's excellent. Um, I have pretty much the exact same thing. I would also give it a two fully coverage dresses. <laughs> <laughs> i would give it a two full coverage dresses out of five mm. um yeah i thought it was genuinely funny that's the main takeaway from is it, out of all the movies on this list like it was an enjoyably funny one one of the funny ones um mm. very complicated
3: complicated <laughs> didn't do everything
1: perfectly like you said there's a lot of context around it that makes me go oh, what oh. but it's also kind of interesting to watch for that reason if you've got the stomach for it um and like you said, there's sweet moments, and I I enjoyed a lot of the, the acting performances in it. So, yeah, two out of five, mm-hmm. I think is
3: good. Yes. I think complicated will be the adjective for this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it has to be. Uh, complicated and toots.
1: <laughs> well, Liana, we have done it. Everybody, we this has it. been our episode on Tootsie. You can find us uh, on social media at Toss Popcorn. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We also have mm-hmm. a Patreon. You can subscribe, mm-hmm. see lots of please. fun bonus memes, our phone notes, all sorts of fun stuff that we put on there. Oh, yeah.
3: Deleted scenes from episodes. Little secrets. Little <laughs> We secrets don't tell the public. <laughs> little secrets. If you enjoy this show, please give it a five-star review. It's really does help us a lot We've, we're still getting haters if you can believe it so <laughs> drop a kind word here or there if you hate the show no. look inward, do some investigating and join us next week when we will be watching <gasps> oh, oh no a clockwork no. orange
0: no <laughs> no
1: maybe it'll be surprisingly sweet just like this one. Oh no <laughs>
3: Oh, God. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.
1: You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app.
3: I mean, Were apartments just huge in the past. Did I they think, get downsized because of Reaganomics?
4: What well, happened? I think,
3: I think trickle down was just working. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Zumo Play.